Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash IMTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hey, everybody. So this is day 69 of quarantine? Uh, it's not 420 yet? I don't think so. Uh, but I think everybody has already lost their minds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand to an extent. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just got used to kind of being by myself and enjoying being alone and mm-hmm. and it being fine having to be stuck in my room. Maybe it just hits different for me. But it feels like everyone else seems to just like not know what to do. And so in this way, they're like, well, yes, we have a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it does keep growing. Um, doesn't seem to be slowing down. And um, our government has just been slightly trying to make things better. I better go out for a hike. I mean, I don't usually hike or anything, but I think I should just go out for a hike. Well, you know? I think it, it sucks to be in a, a state where, like, they won't lock it down. They <laughs> they, they consider spas, uh, nail salons, and golf courses to be essential businesses. Well, yeah, duh. What you going to do is <laughs> be home and not do that stuff? Yeah, this, like, honestly, the good thing about what's going on is that it is starting to show more to a wider population of, like, things that are wrong are yeah are wrong or that you should be questioning. Right? <laughs> yeah, things that we've been questioning the whole time. Yeah, yeah everyone's where, been. Yeah, it, where you believe in this, this, or this, and everyone's like, oh, that's. That's just politics, or that. Oh, you're just you're just being biased. And now it's like, oh well. Hey, did I you... mean, yeah, you kind of have a point, but like, I still want to be hard headed about it. Hey, did you know that our health care system is like in need of like like big repair and um like like basic people can't even get like health care right now, like even to get tested. It's like, oh, you mean like all the <clears throat> past. Ever, <laughs> like that's how it's been this whole time. Yeah. Like, and you guys just oh, because you now get to see it because all these it's starting to affect you now. That means that oh, now you're like, well, that we need to fix it now. It's yeah. like you should or, have fixed it a long time ago. Or like the whole unemployment, all the benefits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone's complaining like, well. They're not telling me how to do this, so I don't get how to do this. And why is this so difficult? And blah blah blah. And it's like, oh, it's weird how because you need food stamps, mm-hmm. it should be easy, right? Yeah. But back, but back, not even a year ago, you're saying, well, poor people need a test to get drugged every single month, yeah. and they need to only get this much money, and yeah. blah blah blah. But oh, now it's well, it's different because it's a pandemic, and blah blah. Why? Blah. Why should it be different? Because, like, like, normal people like me wouldn't normally get it. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's so funny, but it feels almost, like, satirical in a way. Yeah. Where they're like, 
Well, those workers in the grocery stores and stuff, they need to stop complaining because they're the ones who like have to help everybody, blah, blah, blah. And it's like the ones that you think don't deserve a livable wage. Mm-hmm. It's different because it's a pandemic. That's what my <laughs> that's what my sister was saying. Um, like, hopefully now, after this is done, people will like take a look at these jobs that like they always wrote off because they're like, well, that's what... They have to get their job because look at, like, it's a minimum. Like, there's not even that much work. I'm a CEO. Um, I know how much work goes into, like, running a company, okay? Yeah. And you it's know, like, you know, how, you know how many hours I have to sit behind my desk and wait for other people to come in and tell me what to do? Two hours. Yeah. It's sometimes. It's maybe, you know what? Maybe this is, like, we, we maybe the, we'll look back and we'll be like, in like twenty years, and we'll be like, maybe it was a good thing Donald Trump was elected, and that we had this huge pandemic because then we finally got the change that we needed. Or we'll look back in twenty years and be like, we still didn't do anything yeah. about well, it. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Honestly, I don't think a lot's gonna change unless the time frame of this virus scene lasts, yeah. because. People are already pushing to try to get out to go back to normal, mm-hmm. right? Even though people keep saying, hey, guys, cases aren't dying. Yeah. Like, they keep getting bigger, mm-hmm. and we're trying to tell you to stay home so we can, you know, curve that number. Instead, we can have a 1,000 people die in your city instead of having, like, tens of thousands of people die in your city. People are still like, well, yeah, but, I mean, I haven't got sick. And so, like, why should I stay home? Because, like... Yeah. Everyone else is boring, and I just need to go back to the bar and hang out. And, like, I need to go to restaurants. And, like, I'm not boring, guys. It's it's funny because it's, like, it's true what they say, like, oh, this is the in- introvert's, like, time to shine. Because it's, like, yeah, because, I mean, I am I wouldn't say I'm introverted. I wouldn't say I'm extrovert. I think I'm somewhere in between because when you, when you come from, like, a bigger family and, like, some people get ignored... You, you usually can, like, be like, okay, I guess I'll go do something by myself. And so, obviously, as a little kid, like, there'd be times where, I, I mean, I, I made up things in my head. That's probably why I'm good at, like, coming up with, like, at least, like, basic stories. Yeah. Like. They're always trapping pigeons. Yeah. In your house and saying, they're my friends. Yeah. They're just my friends. Yeah. All, all these, all of them. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I mean, I, I like, to me, <clears throat> like, if, if they told me, like, to say, as long as I, like. Had like the essential like, hey, stuff to make and stuff. I'm good with like staying inside. Like, yeah, I might get a little restless because it's like, oh, I I want to do this or do that. But am I okay with like cutting people out? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I do get it. Right? It sucks not being able to do this. Just the small things like we talked about. Yeah, going to the movies. It's such a simple, easy thing to do that we used to be able to do. Remember movie theaters? You know, what are, remember how they're going to die? What mo, are mo, mo, theater? So I get it, but it's just like the severity of the situation just seems to be growing without people understanding that, hey, it's only growing because we're not taking precautions to, <laughs> yeah. to make it smaller. And I feel like because that, the ideas of things getting better might not happen because then the people are still going to be like, yeah, but a pandemic's different. Like, it's just going to come and go. So why why pay these 
grocery workers uh, the same amount we're paying of whatever person they want to say that they're paying mm. and they're you know their jobs more and it's like okay well then pay the other person more too yeah no because oh, then you're just gonna be making as much as me and like i'm special and i'm a parent and so no one should be making as much i mean yeah i'm i'm at home and you know no one's counting on me and i'm not essential in any way but like um, they need to be doing the jobs, not me, and they shouldn't get money for it. Okay. And but I feel like that would curve. But I know this is bad, and I technically don't want it to happen, but I think it should. As if this pandemic thing gets worse, and these shutdowns have to last longer, mm. because then people will be like, "Wait, but it's summer. We can't just go outside anymore." It's like no, because it's getting worse. You remember yeah. how you said, "Oh, it's it's under a thousand deaths." Yeah, how does a million sound? Yeah, it's starting to terrify you now, right? And it's like, yeah, exactly, because you guys aren't taking this shit seriously. Just take it a little bit more seriously, and you'll be fine. But I do feel like that yin and yang, where if that does happen maybe their their whole like out view on life might change a bit where they'd be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Like it's crazy that we have these like prison complexes and they have to take care of these prisoners who are already supposed to be dangerous. And yet they're not given like any medical supplies to like take care of themselves. Yeah. Uh, it, er, everything is just like, I don't it's know. It's weird. Just, yeah, it, it it really is. Like the old people that tipped me like fifty dollars yesterday, I was talking to them about how like oh I'm gonna start a new job at um doing like medical billing stuff right and that they just basically like they normally wouldn't hire me but because they like really need people really bad they're just kind of like foregoing like the like oh yeah you went to school for this type of thing, yeah. <laughs> which might turn out I don't know. But basically, like the lady's just like, yeah, I don't know. All this like, um, like, like, vi- like pandemic stuff. It's like it's changing everything. Like it's like it's crazy. It's like, hmm, old people saying it's changing things, and they're not like happy about it. Yeah, maybe this is a good thing. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this does. Like I said, you have to be able to see the light in the dark, right? Yeah, you have to see the other side of the tunnel. And I think that if this tunnel ride is long enough, that the end of the tunnel will be something that people want to grasp towards harder. So yeah. that change will happen where you'll start to see these things come into effect more. And hopefully, maybe this will curve the presidential election where they're like, oh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't do what we've been doing this whole time. Yeah. And trying to put a rapist against a rapist. Yeah. But really, like, we're technically still in the beginning stages of all this. Yeah. I still believe there's places in America that are like, no, we're not going to stop. But, you know, like I said, just keep washing your hands. Keep wiping your guys' ass. You need (laughs) to not stop wiping your guys' ass. And, yeah, just be smart and, you know, like, stay the fuck inside your house. Yeah. Our podcast is literally about watching shit where you can see now new releases that are coming to theaters. You got your Netflixes and your Hulus. They get all you Apple stands have a whole fucking network now. You guys can 
Yeah, you know, you've got Sector T Dom. You got the morning show, right? Is that what's yeah, called morning show? And, and you've got another one. That that other, and then you've got the uh, other one too. Yeah, yeah, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, you have a lot of entertainment, and if not, then find a new hobby. Just stay home. It's all you have to do. This is the fucking news. So Variety revealed that George Miller had met with the witches Anya Taylor-Joy about starring in his upcoming Mad Max Fury Road prequel. This would be in addition to a direct sequel to Fury Road, presumably bringing back Tom Hardy as the desert-driving warrior Mad Max Rakotansky. I didn't know that was his last name. Rakotansky. The same article uh, mentioned that Miller had been auditioning via Skype in the hopes of beginning shooting next year, confirming that the prequel is underway. So it's not like, a, oh, we heard George Miller's going to be doing a prequel. The biggest reason to be excited about Taylor Joy is she's one of the most exciting actors working right now, from The Witch, Split, Glass, to Thoroughbreds. Honestly, she's a prime pick for an action badass surviving in a post-apocalyptic world, and it's incredibly exciting to see Taylor Joy and um, Miller possibly team up. And then there's going to be a sequel. To Fury Road, yeah. So it'll just be Mad Max, whatever, down the road. (laughs) I mean, I was never never a huge Mad Max fan until this one. Actually, I think this is the only one I've actually seen... (laughs) But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, we already know how amazing Anna Taylor Joy is, mm. and <clears throat> you're not wrong about Mad Max and whatever. It it was something that I I've seen before, but it never really uh, clicked. I guess. Yeah. I think it. Like I think we talked about it before, where sometimes I could watch classic iconic movies and be like, yeah, no, no, of course. Yeah. And then sometimes I watch them and be like. Yeah, but they're kind of old. Like, it doesn't yeah. work anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's just being spoiled from modern cinema, which exactly. that happens with this last Mad Max. Mm. You take something so simple as, like, these, these desert clans or whatever, right? But then you actually have the ability to make them look, I don't know, realistic and cool and weird and awesome yeah. and entertaining. And just that, all, all it really was was just time that made it that much different Mm -hmm. and yeah maybe you know a not mal gibson (laughs) but the last one definitely for me at least was my favorite because it was it was something i didn't expect to really like i thought i was gonna watch and be like oh yeah that's 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 cool i guess like the other movies it's like yeah i've seen them before but it was i don't know it was way better than i think we imagined yeah and so having I guess, like, a similar thing going on with that prequel and stuff. I mean, we kind of got some previous backstory, I yeah. guess. I think what it would explore is, like, basically how uh, Morton Joe came to be, I think, would probably be what it would be about. I I, I don't know. I, I But I, I assume we would explore, like, his rise, right? Or yeah. something. And yeah. it's also cool because I guess, like, in a weird way... It started off with this, but then it went this direction. So, in the future, you could essentially just be like, "Oh yeah, the other mad, the classic Mad Maxes, they mm. exist." But you could focus on 
just this new era. And and I think it goes to uh, like what we've talked about about like with Star Wars and Marvel expanding the universe. Right? You we get to see things that we didn't we didn't know we wanted. Well, I mean, I I did bring this up before where the idea of of like expanded universes, whatever, always intrigued me. And having something like this, like I, I told you, where I could watch something like The Walking Dead, and in my head I'm like, yeah, but what's going on in Japan? That's what, yeah. You know, oh, like, I wonder what they're having. You know what I mean? Like, I always think of shit like that. And <laughs> and I'm not saying that we're going to get this in this movie. Yeah. But the idea of you already seeing this whole thing happen with Mad Max, like, from the first movie, technically the first movie, until like what it is today, you've seen that decline. So it would be interesting to see like, oh, there's a whole different person that we're gonna see from closer to the beginning. Yeah, and see how, how that whole thing started. You know what I mean? And it's it's cool, like shit like that is cool because just the idea of expanding something doesn't mean that you're getting rid of the original. Like just because. The three Star Wars movies that you loved once are now branched off into a hundred different branches. Doesn't mean that the original didn't exist. So I'm already a fan of that. Yeah. As is. And taking two things that we already love, putting them together and saying like, hey, this is going to be something. I hope people don't automatically do it. First one only worked because of Mad Max. Like, uh, Oh, what's her name? And it was only just like a part of it. You no, know, it was technically her movie. The movie was basically her movie. They just put it was just Mad Max because it's basically set in, in the Mad Max yeah. universe. So hopefully that doesn't happen with this. I feel maybe to an extent it might, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's worrying, but it's exciting. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Cinemark CEO Mark. Zorati and the theater chain's board of directors are foregoing their entire salaries for the time being amid the coronavirus epidemic. Cinemark is also mandating deep pay reductions for all U.S. corporate employees, the company said this past week. Like Zorati, other top executives working for the country's third largest theater circuit are voluntarily taking steep pay cuts while maintaining full workloads in order to support the company in this time of crisis. Zerati wrote in an email to staff, among the rank and file employees will work reduced hours and make no more than 50% of their salary. At the same time, they will maintain full benefits. Cinemark's priority as it navigates through this uncertainty is to ensure that the company will be able to once again open theaters and employ our global team members. He continued to look forward to the day, I look forward to the day in the hopefully not too distant future where Cinemark team can once again welcome guests and enjoy the immersive movie-going experience we offer at our theaters. Cinemark's balance sheet is more stable than its two rivals in terms of debt, providing the circuit some cushion. Late last week, AMC announced it was instituting a four-loan plan for its entire staff, including CEO Adam Aaron. In related news, Disney has joined the list of companies implementing sizable pay cuts for their senior executives amid the upheaval caused by the coronavirus crisis. Bob Iger, who shifted from chairman CEO to executive chairman last month, has opted to forego his salary for the year. Bob Chapek, who succeeds Iger as CEO, 
has taken a 50% pay cut. Disney outlined the, the changes in a memo to staffers sent Monday morning. JPEG stated, in a matter of weeks, we've experienced widespread distribution against our company. With our domestic parks and hotels closed indefinitely, our cruise lines suspended, our film and TV production halted, and theatrical distribution delayed both domestically and internationally, and our retail stores shut down. While I'm confident we will get through this challenging period together and emerge even stronger, we must take necessary steps to manage the short and long-term financial impact on our company. Iger's annual compensation has been become a source of criticism for Disney at times, given the high value of the Disney shares that he has collected over the long tenure at the company and the larger focus among some activists on CEO pay. In 2019, Iger's compensation package totaled $48 million, largely in stock and bonuses tied to the company's strong performance. Good for him. Yeah, he's he's taking a one-year pay cut, or pay, not, not any pay, <clears throat> for one year. One thing I didn't really think about, I guess, was their idea is trying not to lay off as much as possible, right? Yeah. But, like, what happens when everything reopens and you know some of these people out here aren't going to go back to their old jobs? Well, that's what, like, um, one thing is um, unemployment has skyrocketed, obviously. Like, people aren't able to go to work, so they need to pay their bills. So they're like, okay, well, if you think about that, like, okay, so even if these people come back, they're getting smaller checks because we still have a system where if you're getting employee-sponsored health care... You're having to, they're having to forego those payments till you start getting paid again, and then once you, and then they they diminish your. So then your checks, yeah, you're making money again, but those checks are smaller. So it's like you still can't do anything. You gotta, like it's it's just it boggles my mind that like people don't see like the bigger picture and like yeah they don't look ahead towards towards anything. And it's like yeah, but even if they open um, theaters again, like. Is it going to be enough, though, where they're like, yeah, we have all our full staff still, but it's like, but we don't need you guys here as much. There's still not enough people here to to, to justify having everyone here. And then what they, and then normal companies cut from the bottom up instead of yeah. the top down. That's what, like, in this picture, it seems like it's good, right? We're Disney, and they're, they're like, oh, we're going to cut all this, blah, 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 whatever, right? But the thing is, that's only temporary for them. Yeah. When everything comes back. Oh, all of them are going to get their, they're probably not only going to get their full pay, but probably they're going to reimburse them for yeah, taking back the cut. Pay. Yeah. Like, oh, hey, yeah, we know that we have to cut your percentage. And, and, and you know, that 25 cent, that 25% that we, that you weren't getting paid, we'll just pay you back. We just won't give um, a raise this year. Yeah. For but, anyone. but yeah, but what about the, um, the person who works at the Disney park for 15 years and like, oh, no, you'll have a job when you come back. Well, what we could do is we could tell those people that they're getting early retirement. We offer them like a little package deal. And then we can hire three employees for the same price we were paying them. Exactly. See? Business. And it's like, no, this is why letting capitalism run wild is not good. Yeah. And I mean, like. I know this keeps turning into like this shit, but it it's because it's crazy how this stuff is still like I know, we I, love movie theaters, we love the whole like cinema thing, but we can't seem to look away when it's like, yeah, you're looking towards the future, but 
the future isn't changing for us. People still want us to pay our phone bills and our insurances and our um, rent and all this stuff, right? Even though technically not a lot of people are working. Yeah. And our government is telling us, well, I mean, some people are working. So just figure it out like them. It's I mean, frustrating. Yeah, and it and it ripples through the whole thing because if Disney Disney can't pay their employees, right? So the productions that they're that they're involved in, they can't pay those productions. Those people who are part of the whatever production team that this is can't get paid from that. Like it just it spirals out of control because now it's like you have all these people who work on sets every day, right? But that's their that's the, what they do. That's their livelihood. Now they can't even do it. And then also they they have other things to pay too. Like they live in, most of these people live in LA and New York, right? So it's like their cost of living is skyrocketing each year. <laughs> and it's like, it's like it, it just completely destroys this one. Just think about, so it's just this one industry. Think about how many different industries out there are there. Yeah. I mean, uh, something just came out. They're saying that. Some of these restaurants are going to be closed forever mm-hmm. because right now it just seems like, oh, yeah, it's trying times. But when things get back open, you're right. <clears throat> They're going to have to start worrying about paying people again, about, you know, bringing in <clears throat> more um, more food to have more business. But they can't afford that. They can barely afford to keep stay open now. And some people that have to close now thinking that they could reopen later. Who knows, like, what's going to happen with their rent and, like, that. Exactly. So, from far away, it seems good, right? And technically, to a point, it is where, like, like, like we said, with Cinemark, they're looking at the future of, like, hey, if we just don't get paid right now, we can stay afloat until the movies start opening because they're probably looking at their overhead and saying, okay, well, this is how many movie theaters we have. And this is probably about the amount of staff that we're going to have to be able to have, whatever, right, blah, blah, blah. But that can only go so far for so long. Yes, I'll praise the CEO of Cinemark for not getting paid for the, this year or whatever, right? Yeah. But that's just for this year. There's yeah. a reason why people like that are in those positions because mm-hmm. they're looking to get their money back. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and in a world where, like, like you said, where people have to go to unemployment just to get by... In order for them to say, like, yeah, but see, this money's not free. So, I mean, I know, like, you guys keep saying that unemployment's free and that people like to, you know, mooch off the the government. But actually, we make you pay everything back. And and see, see, like, and and I think that's the, that's another problem with, in other countries, like, people get, get money from the government all the time. And it's like for some reason here we've just built this culture of you don't take money from you don't take handouts you don't take money from people you don't take money from even though it's like it's weird because the only people who actually made money were, were people who took money from other people. Let's we'll end it right there because yeah, they're gonna get too far into exactly. It. But it as as much as we can praise these companies for doing that there's still a problem there that they can't fix. Mm-hmm. That even if even if Cinemark said, you know what, for this three-year span, we're all going to take pay cuts if you're 
X person higher so we can flatten out this curve for our under employees to make sure that our movie theaters can stay afloat. In that case, yeah, maybe I'll be like, hey, we yeah, think so, about this all wrong. Yeah, so then they don't have to take a 50% pay cut, right? Yeah. Like, they can still get their, their pay still. Yeah. Then that, to me, I would be like, oh, shit. Like, to me, that would be more of a applauding type of thing because I'd be like, see, that's the move, a right move. Yeah, but the thing is, even if a company has that that outlook, they have to deal with our government and the way that it works. Mm. And and it sucks to say, but you have to play by these rules. And even though some of those rules seem like they shouldn't exist right now in this worldwide worldwide pandemic, our government's like, hey guys, socialism's bad, but you know, capitalism's gonna win. I mean, don't look at it right now because it's bad because it's a pandemic. It doesn't count. But other than that, 2020 doesn't count. Yeah, okay. yeah. Other than that, capitalism always works. I hope that movie theaters stay afloat. And Me too. I hope that when when everything reopens again, the closure of theaters to the opening ones is very small. I'll just say that. All right, you motherfuckers. I know you're in there. Come out. have no idea there's a new comic book movie being made of the old comic book movie you two are the basis for. That old ass star-studded piece of shit, that movie sucked balls. Suck asshole too. Your Honor, I object. I'll allow it, that movie did suck balls and asshole. We got three days to get to Hollywood and stop this reboot from ever happening. Boys, I had a baby. Jay, brace yourself. You're about to meet our love child. I think I'm gonna need to see a blood test. No, Jay. This is my daughter, Millennium Falcon. Can you take us to Hollywood with you? Fuck no, man. It's a tough-ass neighborhood. Either you take us to Hollywood, or I stab you both to death on my own front fucking lawn. And on that note, we cue the music. Fuck! I'm glad you guys are smoking back there. I was driving someone about a week ago and he took a uh, big shit. You have no idea how hard it is to get the smell out of pleather. Your methods. Let's do this. Yay, it's Jay and Silent Bob. I just found out I have a kid, but I don't know how to be a father. Anybody with cum can be a father, but only love can make you a dad. How you gonna talk about love and you flinging cum all over the place? That shit's unseemly, bro. What do you guys think about this reboot? It sucks. There, I said it. And who's directing this shit anyway? Kevin fucking Smith? Smells like this reboot went up in smoke.
Jay and Silent Bob Reboot is a 2019 American buddy comedy film written, directed, edited by, and starring Kevin Smith. Jay and Silent Bob, played by Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith, lose a court case to Saban Films, who are making a new Bluntman and Chronic film, Bluntman v. Chronic. The two also learn they have lost their naming rights and can no longer self-identify as Jay and Silent Bob. Jay and Bob visit Brody Bruce, played by Jason Lee, who tells them about the Blunt Man and Chronic reboot, which is being directed by Kevin Smith. The film is largely completed, but a major scene is to be shot at the annual fan convention, Chronic Con. Jay and Bob have three days to get to Los Angeles to stop the film from being completed and win back their identities. The two depart for California. They arrive in Chicago, where Jay learns his former girlfriend, Justice, works as a local weather person. Jay and Bob visit Justice, who tells Jay he left her heartbroken by never visiting her in jail. She has since married and given birth to their love child, Millennium Millie Falcon, played by Harley Quinn Smith. She introduces Jay to their daughter and her best friend, Soapy, played by Trishelle Edmond, but urges him to never reveal his identity to her. Justice leaves for vacation, and Millie forces Jay to take her and Soapy to Hollywood with him and Bob. Millie drugs Jay and Bob with a strong edible, and they wake up on a highway in New Orleans, where they meet Millie's two other friends, Jihad and Shan Yu. They tell Jay that they want to visit Chronicon because Shan Yu is a huge fan of the first Man and Chronic film, and it is her dream to attend Chronicon. They steal a van and drive to California. Millie admits to Jay that her bad behavior is attributed to her never knowing her father. Jay and Bob are abandoned by the group, and set off in search of the van. They find it in a vacant area where the Ku Klux Klan have kidnapped the girls and are having a rally. Bob steals a Klan hood and passes himself off as the new Grand Dragon to distract them while Jay rescues the girls. They then throw a portable toilet at the Klansmen and flee. The group makes it to Chronic Con and sneak in. Jay and Bob plan to ruin the shoot while the girls want to be extras in the film to fulfill Shan Yu's dream. They agree to part ways with Jay hugging Millie and letting her know he is proud of her. After attempting to sneak past a familiar security guard, Jay and Bob are pursued throughout the, the convention. They hide in an empty panel room where they are met by Holden McNeil, played by Ben Affleck, who has just finished recording a podcast with Alyssa Jones, played by Joey Lauren Adams. Holden has donated his sperm to Alyssa and her wife so they may have a child, whom he helps to co-parent. Holden tells Jay that fatherhood gives him a new purpose. This inspires Jay to abort their mission and be a father to Millie. Holden gives them VIP badges, which grants them and the girls access to the panel with Kevin Smith. Noticing that Bob bears a resemblance to Smith, Millie sneaks backstage and knocks out Smith, giving Smith's clothes to Bob as a disguise. They bring Millie and Shan Yu on stage to film the scene, but Shan Yu sees through their ruse and knocks Bob unconscious, bringing out the real Kevin Smith. Bob is thrown out of the hall and Shanyu reveals herself to be a Russian spy, bent on destroying American pop culture conventions. Jay reveals to Millie that he is her father. Bob regains consciousness outside and steals a large metal iron Bob suit that was to be used in the filming of the scene. Controlling the suit, Bob incites a riot at the panel and disarms Shanyu and her henchmen. After making their way back home, Jay shows Millie the quick stop and tells her the stories of his and Bob's adventures, including meeting Justice. Dante Hicks, played by Brian O'Halloran, arrives to open the quick stop and bemoans the fact that the steel shutters are once again jammed closed. 
In a post credit scene, Jay tells Millie that for the past 25 years, he and Bob have been pranking Dante by jamming gum in the locks. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Mm. So dumb. Mm. This is a passion project from a very passionate director. Mm. He's very passionate about films. Is he? Which I think you might, you know, see eye to eye with. So what did you feel about this movie? Um. Okay, so, I mean, I didn't get to see this movie when it came out. Which I think it only had like a limited run in specific theaters in specific areas of specific parts of America. But anyways, I mean, I'm a fan of Kevin Smith's View Askew Universe or whatever it's called. And you saw this culmination of all of his like, of like these characters that <laughs> like were only connected really because of like them being set in what uh, New Jersey and... Uh, having um, Jay and Silent Bob in it for some reason. And we saw that culmination in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which basically is like a movie about Easter like Easter eggs and and um and connections and, and all this stuff that like we like always talk about in like movies like, hey, did you notice that? Like <laughs> rib rib like jab jab, but like that's the whole movie is literally like that. Going into it, I was like, what is he going to, like, how is he going to do it? Like, is it just going to be a rehash of James and Bob Strike Back? But honestly, as it started going, I was like, this is actually pretty good commentary on, like, the state of, like, Hollywood now. Like, yeah, yeah, like, we do have a lot of reboots and, like, they're out of ideas, too. But, yeah, it's just, but it's, like, also, like, this idea of, like, just think about, like, Kevin Smith, like, yeah, okay. You can say whatever you want about him as a director, right? But, like, his movies were made off of, like, yeah, like, mall rats. Like, this idea of, like, people used to go to the mall, like, to the point where they had people there, like, they called them mall rats because they constantly went there. And now look at, look at what it is. It's such a, like, we, people are like, what's, what's a mall? Like, kids these days are like, what's a mall? And, like, then, like, yes, it does hit some of the same beats, but I think he does it in, they, he did it in a good way, I think, because it is really a commentary on, on reboots, too, like, like, hey, like, you can't just copy and paste it, like, you have to, you have to give us something new, and that's what he did, and it's, and also, it's like, you can see that, I think, obviously, him having his, like, massive heart attack, but, like, I mean, that plays into this. Like, you can tell that this movie was written not to just be a reboot, but also to kind of be a commentary on him being a dad. The whole point is, like, hey, I'm here for you no matter what. And then, like, silly joke, silly joke, meta joke. Get it? Wink, 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 like, nudge. Uh, all in all, like, it's not, a, it's not a great, like, oh, this is, like, an awesome, great movie. Yeah, there's some flaws here and there. Mm-hmm. But, like, is it, like, a terrible movie? No. I definitely wouldn't put it up there with, like, a dogma. No. Uh-uh. But knowing that this follows Jay and Silent Bob the movie, mm. yeah, it's perfect for yeah. what it is. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, mainly because the idea of rebooting, like, really silly comedies kind of fell apart when Joe Dirt had the second movie yeah and i can't even i seriously can't even tell you if i seen the whole movie because it was that bad Ugh. 
And that's, that's yeah, that sucked. And this could have done that too, but it didn't. It actually, you're right. It worked within the realms of a Jane Silent Bob movie, Kevin Smith movie, a reboot, commentary, like everything about it just it fit, right? Like everything about it. The the meta in this movie works because how much it's playing to real life. Yeah. Um and yeah, sometimes those the the jokes are dumb, but the fact that he put it in there is like, oh, yeah, it's funny. Like like his daughter saying like, yeah, I heard he puts his fucking daughter in every shitty movie he does. <laughs> He's like, what a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like that's that's his type of humor, right? Yeah. That's his dad humor. Yeah. If you watched him if you watch him do anything outside of making movies, that's just the kind of like person that he is. Mm-hmm. So it I feel like it is a good representation of who he is now, of like the way that he envisioned a part two. Cause a part two could have been a million different things. Especially with the fact that he made a part two to clerks that never deserved a part two. Shouldn't have had a part two. No. But he made a part he made a second part to that and it really fucking worked. Yeah. It's like one of the rare times that something like that actually came out and was like, I don't know if the first one's better or the second one's better. Cause they're different. Mm. But the storytelling and the second one seems just as silly but more out there but also more real and it's strange too because it's like you you have to talk about the whole universe to understand this even just to understand one of the movies because you got to be like oh well this character is actually uh, because he did this and then well you learn about that and this and you learn about that and that so it's not just about the jokes but like just to understand because like the way clerk okay the way he was going with it you could tell like these movies were supposed to just be connected by either, like I said, New Jersey or Jane Silent Bob. But they had, like, the, like because he had started crafting these things, I think when he got to Dogma, he's like, oh, shit, I have, like, something here. And so he's like, well, well let me make it, a, like, a culmination of that in Jane Silent Bob, right? Like, give them their own movie, right? But I think Clerks 2 was supposed to be, like, this capping off of, like, yeah, I did this whole like universe thing, and like it. Look how long, I mean, it, it takes so long for me to make these because they don't want to invest it. Like, su- even though people go and see these movies, studios still don't want to invest in them for some reason. At like Red State, that movie, I think did that even co- go, go to theaters? I didn't see it in theaters. I never saw it in theaters. I saw it. Well, I think I watched it with you guys, with you, right? Um. Tusk had a the, like a theatrical run, but that was like years after, oh, like Cop Out. <laughs> I think Clerks Two was supposed to be like, this is it. I can't do another. I can't do another one, guys. This is supposed to be how this universe like it ends, right? And I think when he had his heart attack, it was kind of he pulled like a Stephen King, and he's like, shit, I got to do one more because it's like. People want to know. They want to, like, I got to keep doing this stuff because people really want this. And that's why I think he's doing, what, Clerks 3 still? Yeah. Well, or he's working on it. He's working on it. But see, like, that's the thing is, like, he he doesn't get enough, like, honestly, like, with Red State and Tusk, I feel like he doesn't get enough, like, credit. Yeah. Because I think people saw Tusk and they were like, what, oh, this is weird. Yeah, I don't that's like a this. different, 
Because you got to remember that the the movies he's most known for are the movies that he made like 2000 prior, right? Yeah. Whatever. I'd say well, the first the Jay and Silent. And yeah, first of Jay Silent Bob was like the cap of of the Kevin Smith we knew. Yeah. Because he did try to go Hollywood. Yeah. But for it just didn't work. Like, mm-hmm. you could say for... Oh, it's because of him. You could say it's because of whatever. I just think the whole thing just didn't work. And you're right. Like, when he had uh, Clerks 2, it was like, hey, guys, I still got it. It's just it, they say that's not what people want. I know it's what you guys want. Whatever, right? But those movies, his, like, maybe his third act movies, you could say, those movies were, like, crazy because it's not the Kevin Smith you think you're going to get. Yeah. But it's still like it still has like a, a weirdness that his movies always have. Yeah. And and yeah, like I that I mean we talked about it before, but like you're right, with Red State and, and Tusk, they're two completely different movies that feel very similar. They're shot very similar, but they're not the same. Mm-mm. But they're really good movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like for him though, those movies he didn't give a shit about because he just one, I mean, Tusk was really the biggest. Like, f- fuck yeah, I'm gonna make that movie. It yeah. went from, <laughs> it went from being just like, how can we make the most ridiculous thing? And then they're like, what if we actually did make the most ridiculous? Yeah. Thing? And honestly, Tusk isn't that bad. It's actually a pretty good. Yeah, movie. I like I like Tusk. Yeah. But that version of Kevin Smith is a just completely different person. Mm. And I feel like this Jane Silent Bob was a callback to just. Who he is as a person. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's done a lot of <laughs> cool shit. And he's been there. He's done that. He has this expansive career. He's always going to be known. Like, that's what I thought was funny with the the Chronicon. Is he's always yeah. going to be known for being that clerk's guy. Right? Yeah. But he's so far from that now. But he never forgets it. And I think that this movie was a good, like, old to, like, hey, guys... This is just who I am, and thank you guys for like being a part of our lives. Yeah, really, because you were getting these characters from old movies. You you know, like, did you think you were gonna see Ben Affleck in here? No, no. Um, and then he showed up too. You're like, oh shit, yeah, yeah. I forgot that he works with he worked with Ben Affleck for a while. Yeah, and um, there was all this like stuff going in there, which can feel a little bit stuffed at times, mm. but. For the person who's been, like, for people like us who have been on this journey, who still hear that it's enjoyable, and it's not just because it's, remember this movie, remember that, but it's also like, oh, yeah, he has a lot, he does have a lot to say still. Yeah. Even though, like, he, you know, he's not the same person he was in, like, 95, he still has something to say, something to do. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is a good representation of just feel, like what he is. Yeah, and I feel like the VUX universe is really more to when you look at it, it's actually representative of him even more. Yeah, this is I, I honestly, if you're a fan of his, yeah, then this movie's for you. Straight up, this movie's meant for yeah. you. Yeah. And I don't think that that's wrong because it's the same if you were to say Oh, well, you know, I don't like Marvel movies, so, like, 
that's just who I am. Well, then you're not going to go and say, well, that's good because you should watch the Aquaman. He's not Marvel. It's like, no, they're not going to fucking enjoy it. No. <laughs> you can't just do that. <clears throat> but if you are a fan of the Marvel movies and someone's like, hey, if you want a fun like superhero movie, they have Shazam. Did you ever see it? Just watch it. Yeah. Because you know that even though they are different, they're very much the same. But with this movie... It is. It, it's very different, but the same. Because you're getting these characters you've known since the beginning of his career. Yeah. <clears throat> but they're very different, but very much the same. Yeah. And sure, some of the jokes are like, that's dumb. Okay, that's dumb. Yeah. But like, as it's going, it's like, oh, I remember why I love these characters so yeah. much. Yeah. I remember why I love this universe so much. I remember why I love Kevin Smith so much. And that's what you get with this movie. So if you hate Kevin Smith, there's like a 90% chance you're going to hate this movie. Yeah. But hey, if you like a movie filled with different celebrities and, you know, people are like, hey, I remember that person. You might enjoy it. Yeah. Obviously, this is backed hard. Mm-hmm. Watch it if you can't worry. Where can where do you watch it? I, I saw it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, that's what it was. Yeah, it's on it's on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. We know you ain't doing shit. Yeah. You're quarantined. I see you there. Alright, so since we have to be alone and by ourselves and solo and anyways. During quarantine, we thought we would recommend some things for you guys to, uh, like, watch. Maybe just, like, some movies, some TV show. Because, as we said earlier, we know you don't. We know you ain't got nothing to do. Right off the bat, a really good one. Actually, it's a, it's a whole, like, series of. Would be a Marvel movie. I know that's probably, like, the, oh, uh, like, everybody probably recommends that. But, honestly, I was watching... Endgame, and I was like, this movie, I can see why is the one of the greatest movies of all time. This is honestly, like, I could sit, and, even though it's a three-hour-plus movie, I could sit at any point and watch this movie. It tells you, like, that it's a great movie. But, like, even just, like, I was watching Far From Home, and, like, I watched that, like, twice. Because, like, I feel like Marvel movies are just, like, the perfect type of movie just to sit there and be like, yeah, I guess I'll watch another one. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll watch that one. Like, they're just, like, so good. And, I mean, to be honest, why not kill some time, watch 20-something movies? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that would be pretty smart. And and even if you aren't the hugest fan, I think if you start off with mm. Iron Man and get all the way to the end, you might be invested in because you'll be like, you'll you'll actually get the whole, like, oh, I, I that, that that's a callback to that movie. Yeah. Oh, hey, that's that thing. Yeah. Oh, I get it. And who knows? Maybe it'll turn you into a bigger fan. Yeah. And you watch all 23, 23. movies. Uh, you get to the end and you're like, yeah, it's not for me. Then you'll know. For sure, you'll know. And no one can tell you, well, did you actually see Guardians of the Galaxy? You can be like, yeah, I did. I did. I don't like any of it. Uh, one for me is a, is a show that... I got into, Dom couldn't get into, but I feel like for being 
for for being in times that we're in right now, right? You want to look towards the future and say things are going to get better, even if they have to get worse. For them. Mm-hmm. A show that I recommend is a show called The Expanse. It takes the human race, I would say to an extent, a more realistic future of like the human race and what have you, and it moves it on to it. We do go into space, but it's like I said, it's more realistic, so it takes place in our solar system. And the cool thing about the expanse, which starts off, is that you get this feeling of like, yeah, this actually would make a lot of sense because you have Mars being almost its own planet separate from Earth because everything has been so outward now that Earth is now, Earth is the Beverly Hills of the of the solar mm, system. Okay. And <clears throat> Mars is more like the the working class LA, right? Where yeah, they're still having to do a lot of shit, but they're probably tougher than most people in Beverly Hills. And then they also have uh like they call them belters because now we're we're mining the 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 um asteroid belt and stuff like that. So there's colonies based off of like you know, oh, this one and this one. And, and and the cool thing about that is they also have their own language because it attracts, it attracts like, the more poor people. So these in the future, these poor people took the, the chance to go out to space to mine and all this stuff. So their language is all, like, mismatched. And everyone's kind of... I don't know. It's it's really cool. It's 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 cool how they see the whole world, and it, it gives you hope that hey, one day after this uh, pandemic, you know, we're all gonna get together, so we can explore the 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 stars, and then we'll break up again. Yeah. But but I know you're saying like that, whatever, right? But it does get into sci-fi stuff later on. Which I really like because it builds up this like, oh yeah, this is exactly what I thought this was. Um, it's three seasons, I think, right now. Could be well, four, I, I can't remember. That was more. I think it's either three or four, I can't remember. The last one just came out. Um, they have it on Amazon Prime, full 4K. I think if you want a good sci-fi experience, this is perfect. Yeah. It's it's a little bit more mature than you would get with like a Stargate, but I don't know. I think it's more digestible than all that. So, The Expanse. One that um, I always I I, I I find myself anytime an episode is on. It doesn't matter what episode. Like I'm like this show is hilarious <laughs> every time. And the good thing is it's got 13 seasons. Um and it's all on Hulu right now. Um, all, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. There's so many episodes, and like you forget that like certain things happen in certain episodes. And like as you're going through, you're like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot about this or I forgot about that. Because I, I think it's perfect because it's like each like they're not that long of episodes, and you can just c- sit there and just continuously watch. Because I did like with the last season, I just sat there and like watched like a bunch of episodes because I was like, oh, you know what, I can watch one more. Um, but It's Always Sunny is um, hilarious. I think that one is a pretty good one to watch right now. 
<clears throat> something I've been actually watching a lot of, Naked and Afraid. I know I was thinking, why would I want to watch <laughs> Naked and Afraid? Especially in a time like this, it makes you think, hey, if times get bad, can I survive naked in the wilderness? And the answer is always, yeah, I could do that. In reality, no, you couldn't. No, you but it is interesting. <clears throat> I think once you get over the naked part, I think that's the part that's supposed to bring people in is like, they're naked. Mm. But then when you start watching, you're like, why do they have to be naked? Why, why are they naked? I don't know. But once you get over the naked part, it's very entertaining. Sure, it's not as realistic as you think it is if you ever... I'm pretty sure a lot of you would know reality TV isn't always reality. What? But it is real in the fact that these people are naked out in these places and they're trying to do things. And the cool thing about this is even though they might do similar things similar, like most of the time, they do kind of switch it up by they'll be like, hey, we're going to have just this one girl by herself. Hey, we're going to have... oh. We're going to do it shorter, but with two fans, people who, you know, would never, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They do throw a lot of like they have the XL version of it now where they have, I think it's 14 people and it's 40 days, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, I was actually just trying to get into it because I saw this video. I saw um, a commercial where this girl passed out like face forward and I wanted to see that, but I haven't got to it yet. <laughs> But I will say that it is a good like filler. And especially in times like these where sometimes you don't want to sit and you don't want to watch. Well, I'm, I'm just going to watch this whole season of of uh, Always Sunny. Or I'm just going to watch this whole movie. Sometimes you just want to have something on yeah. and where you're paying attention to whatever, blah, blah, blah. And what if you're like, you're like, all right, I watched two seasons of Always Sunny. I want to take a break. This is a good like uh, palate cleanser, if you will. Okay. And because that time, like, I don't even know how to explain it, but that's how I've been using it. They have like eleven seasons of the regular one, and then I think they have like three or four of the XL one, and then the regular version has like different parts of it. Like they did one where it's like we're just gonna do two twins, or we're gonna do. Uh, a group of like these twins and or like these people and these people are just going to randomly meet up like they do throw a lot of weird shit like that and i will say like there'll be times where i'll be like huh i'm way more invested than i should be so i know it's not as cinematic as the expanse or as hilarious as always sunny but i will say that it is very entertaining so okay. naked and afraid if you get the chance um Maybe now's your chance to watch all the Star Wars. I mean, most of them are all on Disney Plus anyways. I think they're all except for... Is Rise of Skywalker on there? Not yet. Not uh, yet, right? But I think they're all, all the rest of them are on there. And then you yeah. plus you have... You could wait till it comes on and you can watch every single Star Wars. Yeah, because they also have all the Clone Wars, which just came out with the new season. And then they have all of Rebels and Resistance. They have all that shit on there. So you could literally sit there and watch the whole history of Star Wars from beginning to end just on Disney+. Plus. And then it's if you're crazy. like, I did watch a lot of Star Wars, but I wish I could just have just a little bit more. You could watch Phineas and Ferb Star Wars. Yeah, because it, it does fit into it. 
Yeah, I mean, Star Wars, like I said, that's something that you could take your time with mm. because if you want to, you could look up, like, how to watch all the Star Wars canon, right? Yeah. So you could watch, you know, episode one, two, the Clone Wars, and then TV series, and three, and you know what I mean? Like, you could do all that. You could, you know, you could break it up of like, oh, I'll watch this one, then I'll watch the cartoon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just, you have time. <laughs> you have time. <laughs> Disney Plus is pretty cheap. Yeah. I mean, we're not sponsored. Yeah, might as well just knock it all out. Yeah, that's pretty good. One thing that I'm going to rewatch, haven't done it yet, Lord of the Rings. Even being as old as those movies are, when they do come on, and I'll like, like you do, like when something comes on, I'll just watch it for a little bit. Sometimes I'll finish it. I'm like, you know what? For being as old as it is, it doesn't look bad. And. What the Lord of the Rings movies do, I think, do really well is they make you feel caught up in the fantasy. As sometimes where I feel like you're watching like a Game of Thrones, right? Where it is a it's based in this like fantasy world. But sometimes you're watching it and it gets really fucking boring and you're just like, uh, could you guys shut the fuck up? Where are the dragons? Don't they have dragons somewhere? Like, can I see something cool? And Whatever. Maybe that's what you like. Maybe you like to be boring. I don't care. But Lord of the Rings, at least from all my pastimes watching it, it's always been like captivating in a way. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing that I I'm, I haven't watched yet, but I'm going to watch. To watch. I mean, to be honest, there's a lot that you could technically binge watch. I mean, if you're a boring, basic bitch, you're going to be like, well, I already saw Friends and I already saw The Office. I guess I'll just rewatch them again. God damn it. Sure. If that's how boring you are. I'll be go a little ahead. bit spicy. I'll watch Game of Thrones. Yeah. <clears throat> if that's how boring you are, sure. But I will I will say this one thing. Is give things a try you wouldn't normally give. There's a lot that that is out there now that maybe you wouldn't think about watching, but hey, this has three seasons. I could be invested in three seasons. Yeah. Or Hey, this movie kind of ties into other things that I like. Why not give it a shot? Sure, they're most likely they're going to be things you don't like, yeah. but you never know what you'll find if you don't give a chance. Yeah, and you know, <clears throat> saying this normally would be hard because most people are in a uh, a routine, if you will, where. The time that they're allotted to do this, they're like, yeah, but I could just rewatch Friends again. And it's like, boring. But now, I'm pretty sure you're almost all the way through with Friends again. And you just watched... Disgusting. Yeah, Game of Thrones, rewatch it again. And, you, oh, you hate that eighth season. Did you sit there with your <clears throat> mayonnaise uh, sandwich? Exactly. So, you're probably already bored, right? Why not give something else a chance? Why not, you know, expand your... Your mayonnaise sandwich. Maybe just add a little bit of cheese or a little bit of ham. You might like it. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that little bit of ham and cheese accents your mayonnaise in a way that you never thought it could. Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, hopefully, you stop putting so much goddamn mayonnaise in a sandwich. Let's but you'll never know until you try. So that's really like, that should be something you should do. These are just suggestions of 
Give it a try. You might like it. I'm not okay with this. Seven episodes. Give yeah. it a try. You might like it. Perfect. It's like the perfect like bingeable show. Yeah. You like it? You're like, hey, this this intrigues me. End of the fucking world. Two seasons. Same thing. Why not give it a try? A lot of us have a lot of time now. So this would be the chance to be to live by a model that we've been living by for a long time, and that's it's not that bad. Yeah, most things are not as bad as they say. The internet says a lot of dumb things about certain things. I'm not specifically talking about specific things, but the, a lot they say a lot of dumb things about certain things. They'll write things off, and they'll be like, you know what the only good things in this world are? Are The Office, Friends, Game of Thrones. And it's like, uh, what? No, there's like way better shows than that. Community, and Parks and Rec, and... Westworld. It's like because like they dared to do something different than what your normal like these cookie cutter shows that you continue to watch. Yeah, I mean, we'll just end it like that. But like I said, be a little bit more spicy. Give that 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 sh- that movie that you passed on like 18 times, just give it a watch. Who knows, right? You might like it. Yeah. Hey, and maybe there's a movie that you thought you hated. Rewatch it. Maybe you might like it. Just don't go outside. Yeah. We're trying to tell you, stay inside. There's things to watch inside. Yeah. But also listen to, like this podcast. So thank you for listening. Of course. We appreciate it, as always. And if you want to go ahead and give us a follow on any of your streaming services, please do. We are on YouTube, too. So there's going to be a link in the show description. Give that a follow. Or you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter. That's INTB underscore podcast. You can email us directly at INTB podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And let us know. Do you stream anything? Yeah. Or do you, are you so against it that you read book? What do they call it? Books? Uh, I don't know. Books, I think. Or um, like, yeah. What are what are your suggestions for um, binging during this trying time of the coronavirus? Do you like Kevin Smith? Have you seen Jane Silent Bob reboot? Yeah. What do you think about it? Did you hate it? Did you love yeah. it? Were you like they probably hate it? <laughs> they probably hate it. Or were you like, you know what? It's not that bad. Yeah, it's weird <laughs> how that works, right? Yeah, just whatever whatever you want to talk about. If you want to talk about this virus and how it's driving you crazy, sure, go ahead. Leave us a comment, yeah, a DM, message, email, yeah. whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Just stay the fuck inside. Mm. That's all you got to do, guys. Yeah. But until then, as always, remember. It's not that bad. It's not that bad.